Hi, and welcome to my podcast, Torah Psych 101, where if you love Torah and you love psychology, this is the podcast you have been waiting for. I am your host, Dr. Jonathan Lassen. Let's get right into it. So I have a propane grill, and I really enjoy grilling. And the end result is usually a tasty burger or a nice piece of juicy steak. And this week I was showing my daughter how to use the grill, and I showed her the ignition button that has to be pressed once the gas is turned on. And she pressed it, and it didn't start up right away. So she said, see, it doesn't work. So I told her to press it again until she sees it light up. And when it lit up, so did her face. And she said, I did it. And she was very proud of herself. So when I hear complaints, and I hear plenty of them on a daily basis, I usually tune about 50% of the complaint out because I have to use the other 50% of my brain to try to counter the complaint with something wise. And it might seem hard to compartmentalize in that way, but years of experience has taught me that most complaints are really non-substantive. Sure, there's an instigator, but usually the instigator is more like that gas igniter. The gas is there. We just need to hit the ignition button a couple times. So Moshe Rabbeinu teaches us this lesson very clearly in this week's Parsha. That people have been gaslighting Moshe by complaining incessantly about things like cucumbers and bread. And they complain so much that he starts to question his own abilities. And he asks Hashem, did I conceive these people? If this is how you're going to treat me, then let me die. Sounds like an act of desperation. So lately I've been hearing this term gaslighting more often than ever. It seems like it's the buzzword in the context of therapy. And recently a client of mine who was being treated unfairly by his boss decided to go to therapy. And he went to a therapist before he called it quits with the therapist. And he told me that the therapist was gaslighting him into believing that he was lazy and unproductive. So he began questioning his own abilities and uh, the observations of the therapist. So thankfully, he was able to analyze the situation rationally, and he realized that he had been putting in more hours than he had ever done before, so logically what his therapist was saying was untrue. And my focus in therapy was to replace his ignition with a different switch to help explain how he can make his boss feel that he is, in fact, producing more at work. And he was able to use some of the tactics that I taught him, and eventually things worked out. It doesn't always happen that way, but in his case, it did work out. So Moshe is getting to the point where he's not feeling so great about his job. He tells Hashem about it, and instead of telling Moshe to stop complaining, Hashem offers him a practical piece of advice. Bring me 70 elders of Israel. And Hashem, the greatest therapist of all time, he points out to Moshe that maybe you forgot about that similar piece of advice that was given by his father-in-law Yisro. Get some help. Now, he didn't say that directly to Moshe, but that was probably what Moshe was able to think about and say, oh my gosh, I've heard this piece of advice before. So Rabbi Jonathan Sachs of Blessed Memory says that this point is so eloquent, he, uh, he, you know, he points this out so eloquently as he usually does, and he states that Hashem was acting as a friend would. He listened and he offered him some practical pieces of advice. And he quotes the Parsha in Tehillim, I mean, the Pasuk in Tehillim that says that he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. And Rabbi Sachs points out the now famous social psychological study conducted by Nicholas Christakis and James Fowler 
on the people of Farmington, Massachusetts. And these people, these uh, researchers, they examined the physical signs. They were looking into cardio signs primarily, but they really wanted to see something else. They wanted to see the positive impacts of socialization amongst the 15,000 people from that town and its effect on general health. And they found that the more active friendship circle these people surrounded themselves with, the better off they were physically. And to this day, Farmington, Massachusetts is listed amongst the top places to live in the United States of America. It's a fascinating study. So we still, you know, to this day, we we learn lessons from psychological studies, but more so from the Torah. We all need friends. And that's what Hashem was pointing out to Moshe. Grab me 70 elders and we'll have a support system. And Moshe needed a support system during this phase because he felt so isolated because of the incessant complaints that he was getting from his people. So Hashem acted not as the punitive God, but as the loving and caring friend and maybe therapist that was ready to step in with some great pieces of advice. So when we are gaslit, we begin to feel isolated. At the first instance of feeling gaslit, what we need is a reality check, and we can get that reality check from true friends, spouses, family, friends who are willing to get us to see the truth and the reality of a situation, friends who are going to help us learn how to grill a tasty piece of meat. And that is the lesson from the Parsha. Enjoy your wonderful tasty piece of meat or chicken or whatever you're grilling this week, and have a wonderful Shabbos. Thanks for listening to my podcast. I am Dr. Jonathan Lassen, a therapist, educator, and lifelong learner. I'd love to hear your comments, thoughts, and suggestions by emailing me at jonathanlassen2018 at gmail.com. That's J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N-L-A-S-S-O-N 2018 at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you and learning from you. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and are psyched for our next Torah Psych Podcast.